Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, once again, welcome back to the Culp Strong Power Podcast. I have another guest with me here today, uh, another young up-and-coming lifter in the sport. Uh, for all those of you listening or those of you who know, I'm interested in knowing what the young crowd is thinking. I want to talk to the novices, the, those that are just starting out. People want to interview all the top dogs, uh, the ones that have made it. I'm interested to hear what the up-and-comers have to say, because I think we can all learn from everybody. So today I have with me Harley Adamson. Thank you for joining me here today, Harley. Thank you for having me. That's fantastic. So uh, before we get into all the good questions, we'll just start out real basic. Uh, If you could tell the audience and myself a little about yourself, how old are you, where you're from, uh, where do you live, do you have a coach, uh, things of that nature. Okay. So, um, I'm 19. Um, I've been powerlifting since I was about 14 years old, um, at the dirty gym in Dayton, Ohio. Um, my coach is Amber Hansen and, um, we really are just kind of working on, um, just overall strength right now. Um, I'm a full-time college student and, uh, so that's kind of my life. Perfect. So Ohio, I like Ohio. We're from Ohio as well. That was fantastic. And you said the dirty gym, that's in, that that's that near that's in Dayton, Ohio, isn't it? Yes. Cool. And you also get your start at 14 years old, as did I. That is that is really cool. So you've been lifting for a total of five years. Yep. Okay. So and you work with Amber Hansen, who I also know extremely well. Uh, excellent, excellent uh, superwoman, so to speak. So what kind of programming does she have you do right now? Um, right now, um, I'm, I kind of took a little break from training um, just due to personal things in my life. Um, right now, it's more just uh, cardio, I'm trying to get down a little bit and weight and just kind of working on overall um, health rather than numbers right now. That's really important too. We got to take care of ourselves. So how did you, you said you got started at 14. Um, How did you get started? What made you get involved with the sport in the first place? So my dad, um, he went to the dirty gym and he was always there. Um, And they had this crew called R&D that they used to run that would go um, from like eight to 10 at night. Monday through Friday, I think. And so on my dad's visitation days, he would take me out there and um, it was like a bonding time for us. And I just fell in love with it Mm -hmm. Um, slowly, but surely just kind of fell in love with the sport. So you got bit by the iron bug, as we call it, from an early age. Yeah. Seems to be the the, the reoccurring pattern. Uh, And I think it never truly goes away 
Uh, I did leave the sport for a couple of years myself and I joined the military like an idiot. Um, <laughs> it, it did come back eventually. So that's cool. Um, so are you, I, I've seen your videos. You seem to be primarily raw, but do you delve in equipped lifting at all? Um, mostly just raw. The most equipped that I've done is uh, briefs. Cool. We got one started. Awesome. Good. <laughs> That'll turn into more down the road. I'll bet you. Um, let's see. So what are your, what are your current goals? We'll say it like this. What are your short-term goals? I know you said you're uh, training primarily for health right now, uh, but what are your short-term goals in the sport? And then what would you call like your, your long-term or your lifetime goals? Um, so short-term, I really want to qualify for USPA nationals again. Um, I competed last year, but, um, I didn't do as well as I wanted. So, um, I would love to have a chance to go back to nationals again, um, and just slowly work my way up from, you know, the national platform to like the world platform. Okay. That's awesome. Is that, uh, do you, do you kind of, do you branch out? Uh, past USPA or is that your primary uh, means of competing these days? Um, that's the only federation that I've competed in so far. Okay, so far? Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Are those nationals held in the same place uh, year to year or they kind of move around? They move around. Um, so it just kind of depends on which state. There's like a bidding process and whichever state picks it up, that's where national it, nationals is. I feel you. Okay. So you have, you have competed as I take it. Mm -hmm. um, how many times have you competed so far? I think four. Four times? Yeah. Uh, so starting at 14s, when you started picking up the weights, at what age did you start? Like, what, what age were you when you first competed then? I was 15. 15, one year in. Yeah. <laughs> so you got an earlier start than I did. I waited uh, four years. I was 18 when I started competing for the first time. Um, so in your competitive history with those uh, meets that you've done, what has been your favorite memory uh, so far competitive wise? Um, I would have to say it was at my second meet. It was at, um, it was in Columbus and I really wanted, my goal for that meet was to squat over 300 and I wanted to break the national record. It was my first time breaking up bigger record than just like you know at a local meet mm -hmm. and so I I went up to the platform and I was super nervous and then the weight just moved like it was nothing like my second attempt was super grindy and then that third attempt when I had 303 it just went up and uh, I remember Marcus um, he was standing next to me and I ran off the platform and like bear hugged him I was so yeah. excited you, sh you should tackle him next time that, that Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you, you know, uh, you said you come from the dirty gym, so you're pretty associated with Marcus. And I met, uh, Amber had brought down, I think her name was Cassie. Um, Casey. Yeah. Casey. There you go. The general manager uh, yeah. of the gym. So yeah, I've, I've met quite a few people from the dirty gym, even though I've never actually been there. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, who do you personally look up to? in the sport in the sport it would definitely be amber mm -hmm. she's an absolute unit like <laughs> there there yeah, is no nothing kidding. yeah she's uh she's i've uh, she's been with us 
probably close to a year, almost a year. And uh, I've got to experience her firsthand. And uh, she's a super, super lady. So that is really awesome. Um, do you think you will ever reach a point in your career where you will, this is a hard question for me to, comp, uh, to comp, comprehend, um, but will you ever be satisfied with your numbers? I think that I have a different outlook than what most people do in the sport. Um, I, when I step on the platform, I'm competing against myself. Um, and I think that for me, I don't know if I'll ever truly be satisfied with the numbers, but like if I go out onto the platform and that is like everything that I had for that day, I'm okay with that. So, well, will that meet eventually come around where you hit some big numbers, your personal goals, not that you're trying to compete against others where you're finally like, yep, that's good. I think I'm done with this. I've met my goal. Will that ever happen or will there always be something beyond that? I think there's always going to be something to chase. I feel the exact same way. So <laughs> we're speaking the same language. People tell me that, oh, I retired because I, I met I met and set all my all the goals I had set. I finally met those. I'm like, well, what about after that? You know, I feel like there's always something more and it's never truly enough. Um, so you've been in the sport for about five years. Uh, what is the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome so far in the sport? I think that would have to be learning how to navigate training. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a young lifter, sometimes you have this uh, clouded mindset of let's just go in and throw out all the weight. Um, and I had a really hard time understanding that a single was not maxing out. And so yep. learning, just kind of learning the basics of the sport was something that was really difficult for me to learn. Yeah, I definitely, looking back at my young self, would have changed many, many things, fundamentally speaking. Uh, but it's all in the past. So there's nothing I can do about it. Um, your most memorable experience, and this can be good or bad but what is the most memorable experience you've had so far that's a tough one mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i think that being at nationals in san antonio in uh, june when i i went four for nine that meet and i it was my third attempt deadlift and I just could not seem to the third attempts for me that day were just not working at all. And I was so mad. And the most memorable time was when on that third attempt, I got it. Like I just, for some reason, something clicked. I don't know what clicked, but it changed that day from, you know, almost bombing out of the meat to mm -hmm. oh wait I got something past my opener yes I have done a lot of meats I think I've got 30 30 something some odd meats in my under my belt so far I, I've done I've done it all I've, I've gone uh nine for nine I've gone six for nine I've done bench only and bombed out I've done bench only and only got an opener uh I've been, it's been, I've been around the the block a few times in the sport so 
glad I'm glad he could turn it around that day. That's pretty cool. Um, if you could ask any powerlifter, past, present, uh, for advice, who would it be, and what would you ask them? I'm not sure. About Pretty deep question. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think I have an answer for that one. I like it. No, it's no problem at all. Um, if you uh, the Internet's pretty big these days as far as the sports concerned, I remember being young and uh, YouTube was still in its infancy, like it had just came out. So um, the Internet's prominent. What are your Internet resources or what were your Internet resources, I'll say, uh, when you first started? Were there certain sites or anything you used to kind of look up meets or figure out where to where to go to lift or train? Was there anything like that you used? I so I've only competed in the USPA. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my knowledge came off of their website, you know, the rules, the when the meets were happening. Um, but I also had a really good team surrounding me at the dirty so mm -hmm. it it made it easier to where I didn't really have to look up those things online because I had an infinite amount of resources right there when I was training in person I like that yeah I'm, I'm an in-person guy myself I'm not very internet or tech savvy so I, I prefer to do I don't even like texting or calling I prefer to talk to somebody in person so sometimes I've missed a birthday. Hey, happy birthday, because I won't text the person or I can't call them. I wait until I see them in person. Hey, I know it's a couple of days have passed, but uh, I like I like doing things in person. So that's awesome. Uh, the last question I have on my sheet here, if you could add, change, or delete any powerlifting rule, what would it be? Again, I that's think you. You could add, change, or delete. I think that it would be the t-shirt under the um, singlet. I absolutely hate it. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. That might just be a... That might just be a USPA thing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's required across the board, but... Yeah, you shouldn't, ha you shouldn't have to wear a t-shirt under... That's an interesting one. I never thought of that. Yeah, so for... I, I think that it's just with females... Um, you don't have to wear it in deadlift or it might not just be with females, um, but you can not wear your t-shirt and deadlift, but you have to wear it in bench and squat. Interesting. So, yeah. So I think that if I was to change one rule, cause you know, you train in tank tops. Right. So I think that would be one rule that I would change. Yeah. I was at the WPO in Florida this year and I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the final verdict was because there was so much going on. One of the judges tried to tell my friend Alfredo, who was competing, that he couldn't even wear a T-shirt that was cut off at the sleeves under his. He was equipped. He was using a squat suit. And then he I think the same judge came back a few minutes later and said, oh, I was wrong or some other judge. I don't know. It was weird. But, yeah, I've seen. uh dress attire rules before and i think that's pretty ridiculous so good answer i like that one um that's what i ran through all the questions pretty quick uh before i move on to the internets that i actually have pull off the internet for my instagram for you um i give 
people that I interview a chance to ask me anything. So before I move on to that, do you have any questions for me? I, I don't think so. Okay, I like that. Nice and easy. So we're on to the third and final portion of the interview. I mean, you've given us a lot of information so far. So people are asking online. Uh, first question is, what are your 2022 goals? I kind of touched on that briefly um, in the beginning, but right now I'm in the process of um, applying for physical therapy school. Um, I'm applying for my doctorate. And so powerlifting is kind of taking the back burner for me right now. Um, like I said, we kind of changed to um, health aspects of it. Um, but kind of towards the end of 2022, once we get towards the um, nationals timeframe is when I really want to start picking that back up so I can um, go to nationals again. Fantastic. Do you know where those are going to be yet? Or is that information out or is it still going to wait until next year? I think the information's out, but I'm not sure where it's at. Okay. Uh, let's see. Somebody else had asked. Let's see, where is it? Would you ever branch away and compete in different federations or are you pretty much uh, committed to USPA? I think that it would be interesting to compete in different federations because there's so many different versions of powerlifting out there. Um, especially between the federations, you see something that is so small in USPA might be dramatic in federation. So I think that it would be very eye-opening to see the different federations. It is cool. I was spoiled being in Ohio. When I was up and coming in the sport. I could compete every other weekend if I chose because there were so many different options with feds. Uh, I had nine or eight different membership cards in my wallet at one point, uh, just because as long as it was like no further than an hour, hour and a half from my house, I would just, yep sign up and become a member and go and compete. Yeah, there's a lot of cool feds out there. It'd be cool to see you um, get the full experience and branch out a little bit. <clears throat> How has powerlifting positively uh, impacted your life? It's given me a whole different outlook on life, really. It's given uh, a community that I never thought that I would have. Um, because I started the sport so young, you know, you go to the gym and there's everyone from every walk of life there. Um, you have people my age, you all the way up to people who are in their eighties and everyone has something different to bring. And it doesn't even have to be at the gym. Like there's been people who have helped me with my chemistry homework while I'm at the gym. And so getting that community from powerlifting has been the best thing that I've received. Fantastic. Awesome. Let's see what else we got here. Um, what or who inspired, we already kind of touched on that uh, as far as your inspirations in the sport. Uh, here's a good one. How do you feel about the female weight class changes that are happening as we speak? I think it is about time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I sit, I sit close to 220 right now and competing in the super heavyweight class 
Um, right now when you're younger, it's okay because you have the ages in the juniors class um, of the super heavyweight. But once you age out of the juniors class, competing in a super heavyweight is ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't seem – of all the things for the sport to progress on that I've, that I've seen in my career – the females not having the same weight classes as the men makes absolutely no sense to me. Yes. Um, and I've got, there's people that are objecting it and like are against it. Most of them are men, which is weird. It's like, well, the female weight classes don't affect you. What's the problem? Exactly. Yeah. It's about time. You're absolutely right. So what we're referring to for those of you listening, it's happening as we speak is the main event project that we've mentioned Amber Hanson earlier in this podcast. She's one of the co-founders along with uh, Leah Reichman and uh, Rita West, I believe, just to name a few. And they are trying to get the sport uh, a little modernized. And uh, one of the biggest things is to have the females have the same weight class options as the men. So if you normally, if you are uh, female on the 198 to 200 pound side, you have two choices. You have to either make those weight cuts and compete uh, at an unfair advantage, if you have to make a drastic cut, 198. Or if you choose to be what they call the super heavyweights for the females, which means you are 199 to infinity. So somebody that weighs 199 can compete with uh, somebody else that weighs 350. It's just, it's extremely unfair. But there are lots of federations hopping on the board right now and uh, expanding their weight classes to match the men. That is, that is really, really cool. Um, you have mentioned some proud moments. Uh, in your powerlifting career, your short powerlifting career, just the beginning of your powerlifting career. Um, But what are you most proud of in the sport so far that you have accomplished? I think that getting through the national platform, like learning how to navigate that platform was something that I really proud of myself for um, because like I said I almost bombed out of that meet so getting to the end of that meet without because I wanted to throw in the towel so many times in between you know in between bench and squat I just I wanted to just throw in the towel and be done but I I kept persevering to the end now did I meet what I wanted to see that day no but I I think that I really proved to myself that it doesn't necessarily matter how you perform, but if you're okay with like walking away with how you did. Yeah. Well, you're you're developing a very strong mental fortitude early on in the game. uh, Something that a lot of young folks need these days. (laughs) So I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to persevere and get through that. That was really, really cool. Uh, the w- last question I have is a really good one. I know it's only been five years for you in this case, but uh, someone asked one piece of advice you could give yourself for when you first started that you didn't know. So what is something that you know now that you wish your 14 year old self did know? It doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> no truer statement out there. You are a thousand percent on board. That is Yes, exactly. Um, I've noticed that uh, there's a lot of analogies out there. Uh, one of the most cliche overused ones, but it still makes sense, is that Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, the longest races start with the first step. 
Um, yes, perfect. Take your time with the sport. I like to say that I've gotten myself to where I'm at after 17 years of lifting, uh, 13 of those years being competitive. Yes, these things do not happen overnight. That is, that is a thousand percent correct. So Harley, is there anything else you want to leave with our audience before we uh, go ahead and end this interview? No, I, I think I've said everything. I think you've said a lot, a lot of good things. So thank you, Harley Adamson, for being here with me here today, a 19-year-old competitive powerlifter uh, in the raw realm of the sport. Uh, she is going to be working on her health, and then uh, she wants to make it back to the national level. So thank you very much, Harley, for being here today. I wish you a good rest of your day and a good weekend, and you take care. Thank you.